Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. We <laughs> always start with a we. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about this week, Lily? Ant-Man and the Wasp. I was going to say Ant-Man and the Wasp 2, but it's really just Ant-Man 2 because it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. It's kind but of the- like its own whole at whole first movie, really. Yeah. Because I feel like this is what the first Ant-Man should have been. Yeah, really, though. I love the first Ant-Man, but yeah, this one should have been Ant-Man 1, and we proceeded from there. I mean, we know my opinion about Ant-Man 1, where I was just very frustrated with the fact that Hope was completely sidelined. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was really glad going into this one that she wasn't. Yeah, they finally... We, we got Wasp. We put her in the suit. So yes. this one came out... June, where did it just, I was just, oh, sorry. It, yeah, it came out June 25th, 2018. It was directed by Peyton Reed, written by a bunch of people, including Paul, it says Paul Rudd gets credit. I have a feeling that's just like his improvised stuff because there's a bunch of other writers. Uh, stars Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly and a bunch of other people, but those are the really big main two ones. Oh, you're not going to mention Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> I, because she was she was definitely in it, but I don't think of her as starring because of her involvement. But yes, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas are also very very important people. They they are starring in it. I just kind of forget. It's like Michelle Pfeiffer is iconic. Like, yeah. <laughs> she was Catwoman once upon a time. <laughs> this one, oh, you know what I forgot to do? Hmm. Summary. Remember? Yeah, remember when last time I was like, I'm gonna do summaries again. I totally forgot about summaries. Uh, another off-the-cuff one? I guess. I did just watch this like two hours ago, so... Oh, okay, yeah. We should be good. Oh my gosh, I have to I have to do one for Iron Fist too. I will. I will do it for mm. next episode. Someone might have to remind me. Um, and by someone, I mean you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ant-Man and the Wasp is directly after... Or not directly, it's like two years after Civil War. Scott is on house arrest. And he has just like been super good like house arrestee. And his like parole officer person is none other than Randall Park, whom I love. Got another. He, his role, we're going to talk about him. But we got another for API count in the MCU. Oh, 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 Asian Pacific Islander. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, had to think about that for a second. Because um, for a while you were just calling it like Asian Watch. Asian Watch. And then I was like, oh, wait, Dave, well, Dave Bautista. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Is Dave Bautista like Hawaiian? Pacific Islander. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So, yeah, he's been on house arrest all the while. Um, Hope and her father, Hank, have been looking into the quantum zone because they believe since Scott was able to escape the quantum zone in the last movie that that Hope's mom is still out there like in the quantum zone alive and existing so that's what they're doing that's what Scott's been doing so they like end up working together because Scott has like dreams or not dreams Mm. had one singular dream about Janet the mom Mm. Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. <laughs> um, 
and called them and was like, hey, I know this sounds weird, but I just had a dream about your wife. Uh, Don't know what that means, but yeah. And then they promptly kidnap him from his house. And by the way, Scott's three days away from parole, like from getting out of house arrest at this point in the movie. And they kidnap him put his ankle monitor on an ant to do his daily routine. Like a mm-hmm. giant ant, not a small ant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Scott the entire time is like, can you please bring me back home? Like, I'm <laughs> three days out from house arrest. Like, please, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like pretty much the gist of this movie. Also, there's um, that like ghost character who can mm-hmm. phase through things. Um, and she's being helped by an old um, co-worker of Hank's who turned into like a co-worker that they, you know, no longer get along with because mm-hmm. something happened. And Scott accurately points out that Hank has a lot of like scorned co-workers. That's the recurring theme of this movie. Which makes me just think that Hank is horrible to work with. Yeah. I could see that. Like, the common denominator is Hank. Mm-hmm, hmm So, yeah, and it just makes, it also just, like, sort of makes me want to be like, and you think Stark's an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no one will work with you. Mm-hmm. At least people work with him. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much my summary. I feel like that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that works. Um, I mean, I mean, good for off the top of my head. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that was the best summary I've ever done. <laughs> I think the best summary I've ever done probably still, nope. I mean, that wasn't really a summary. But when I was talking about Thor and I was like, um, oh, yeah, Thor dying, Odin crying, hammer flying. <laughs> I yeah, like that, that, that joke. one probably is your best summary. I w- maybe next time, or no, we're not going to do next time. We're not going to do this episode over again, but I was... I was hoping for a Louise style summary, but I feel like oh, all of your dude, summaries did are you Louise think that style I was summaries? ever gonna do that? I can't. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I mean, like if you, I could like try <laughs> off the cuff right now. Like that's a special. You know, so style. there was this, I feel like that had to be then, yeah, because it's like because he'd be like, yo, so like there was this one time where Scott <laughs> he was on house arrest, yo, and he was three days out from house arrest. And then all of a sudden, Hope, she comes back in his life. And he comes, and they come back together. And they start smooching it up again. But not really. Not yet. Don't worry. Not yet. <laughs> it's a slow burn there. And then there's a big problem. They're trying to get Hope's dad, Hope, Hope's dad, Hope's mom out of the quantum zone or something like that. Oh, my God. And then there's this ghost lady, and she's trying to get the lab, too, because she phases through things, and she needs it. So... She's trying to Baba save Yaga. herself because she's dying or something. And Baba Yaga. Her name is Baba <laughs> Yaga. And then they get the lab back because the ghost lady, she stole the lab, right? And then they get the lab back. And then they come back. And oh my God, Michelle Pfeiffer's there. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she like saves the lady, the ghost lady. And then she cannot, she doesn't do the phasey thing anymore. And now she's no longer Baba Yaga. <laughs> How was that? I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Okay. I tried That's all it. I, wanted. I feel like it worked. Yeah, it did. Because I feel like when we don't record and you have to explain things to me, it's usually a Louise-style summary. Does that make sense? Because, like, what you just riffed is give or take roughly how you normally summarize things. I guess. If you get, like, in the moment excited. 
I mean, most of my other ones are usually like thought out, like the ones that I did, I did a long time ago. Those are like thought out, like sitting down, writing mm-hmm. the summary, like that kind of thing. But that was very much like, whoa, <laughs> let's go. I appreciated that. Okay, there you go. So that's what the movie's about, a la Louise, a la, a.k.a. Michael Pena, a.k.a. Scientologist, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to let that go, because Scientology <laughs> is a horrible organization, and I cannot support that. Yeah, it's a cult. It's a cult. It's kind of a cult. It's not great. It, it ruins people's lives. Shout out to Leah yeah. Remini and her show Scientology in the Aftermath, because it's really good. Mm. Mm. Go watch it. <laughs> I just am never going to let it go. I'm sorry. I'm just never going to let it go. That's such a surprising fact. I know. And I'm never going to let it go. And every time he gets brought into a new movie, I'm going to bring it up. Yep. Just because it has to, it has to, it has to be brought up. <laughs> Man. Now we can move on from that. I won't bring it up again. So Ant-Man, uh, we, I loved this movie. Okay, it's mostly because I love the person. Like I love Ant-Man, the, the person in general. And also this movie, like we said earlier, was where they should have started to begin with. It was really good. Ant-Man was okay. Ant-Man was just like, hey. But this one was actually good. And it's it's mm-hmm. more exciting. It's more fun. I mean, I still don't understand why the first one wasn't like... It could have been basically the same premise. But it was like, oh, this needs to be a two-man job instead of a one-man job. And like, I can't get into the suit anymore. So we need to find a new mm. person. So then they find Scott. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's still a Scott and, like, it's still an Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of deal. It's just that Hank can't get into the suit anymore. Like, that kind of thing. Right. Right. Or won't get into the suit anymore. That is what should have happened. So stupid. Not the best balanced origin story. Like, the only thing that I really, really loved about this movie is literally getting to see Hope be, like, a criminal. And also, like, Mm -hmm. seeing her be... It's like, I, you, like, I don't know how to explain it. Not a criminal, but she's like undercover, not undercover. She's like trying to fugitive. make sure that the FBI, she's a fugitive. That's the word. That's the word. She's a fugitive mm-hmm. and she's trying to make sure that nobody can catch her and her dad. And they're doing this whole thing. And she's like really funny and she's really skilled and she's doing cool mm-hmm. things. Like that scene when they get, when her and Hank get arrested and she just like pops a bobby pin out of her mouth. <laughs> And then she's got, like, a miniature thingy, miniaturizing mm. disc in her sock. And I'm like, what? Right? Like, where it was, was nice. this girl last movie? I know. It was nice to see her doing her job and doing it really well. Yeah. Versus it, the sidekick. I mean, the only thing that's likable about in the first Ant-Man was the fact that she was resisting the entire time where she was like, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I mm-hmm. should be doing this. Like that was the only part that was like a saving grace from the first one because you knew that she like could handle the yeah. suit, could be in the suit. And it was yeah. just like this weird tension between her and her dad that was preventing her from being in the suit. That makes sense. Yeah. It, honestly, it would have been awful if they would have just like, she would have accepted that she wasn't in the suit anyways, but she's in the suit mm-hmm. this one. And, and she flies. It's great. She flies. I love that she's able to fly. Yes. I also like that for some reason in all the iterations of this, it's like, no, Ant-Man can never fly, but <laughs> the Wasp can. Like, yes. Wh- why can't they? Like, I don't think, th- is that a gendered thing? I don't know. Because oh, there, there are ants with wings. Yeah, he rides them. Exactly. But are they like, they're not like, 
do ants have gender? No, they're just like the one queen. There's just like the one queen. I think. I'm getting I'm getting ants confused with bees at the moment. I'm honestly stemming a lot of what I remember about the bug a bug's life. <laughs> to be like, oh, the royalty was all women, and then everyone else was like men, right? But there I couldn't so. possibly been because then it would have been weird because it's like a kids movie. But meh. I don't know. I think I don't so. Know. Anyways. Now we're just getting into semantics. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you sit with that one. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Or else this is going to be another weird episode where we just have a lot of long pauses and we're like, uh, okay. <laughs> so what about this movie did you want more from? Because you said you liked it, but it wasn't exciting. I mean, like, I just think it was fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there, like... It fulfilled the plot, or maybe it was too uh, formulaic for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like, okay, we're trying to save, like, the mom, and it's like, also, let's introduce this bad guy. Oh, but he's not the real bad guy because there's a bigger threat, but also he's still going to be a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have the plucky sidekicks come in and save the day <laughs> at the end. And then, oh, they get her. And also she solves the problem of the main villain because all she wanted in the end was to stop being in pain. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. There, oh, like, yeah, there yeah. wasn't anything like, oh, my God. Like, and not that every movie has to be revolutionary or anything. Like... It's, like, mm-hmm. not necessary to have a good film. It's just that, like, there's just something about Ant-Man that's, like, all right, like, okay, like, sure. And even, like, everything with Scott being on parole, right? Like, he was, mm-hmm. okay, I gotta be honest. He was three days out from being on parole. They couldn't have been, like, like, Scott couldn't have been, like, hey, like, I know you've been looking for your mom for, like, forever, but if you wait mm-hmm. just, like, three days, then I won't have FBI on my back all the time. Like, I feel like three days is a good enough amount of time to be, like... We can wait. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if this movie took place and he still had a year left or maybe six months, mm-hmm. then I'd be, like, okay, I understand why they're, like, we're not waiting six months. Mm-hmm. Like, three days? Yeah. I forgot about the limit was that close. <laughs> I forgot this yeah. movie took place in three days. Yeah, because, like, at the beginning of the movie, he's, you know, going through the house in this huge, crazy, like, maze thing with um, the daughter. That was Cassie. adorable. I still stand that Ant-Man is one of the best dads in the MCU. Oh, no, no, I totally agree. Um, but, like, at the end, they, like, crashed through and his ankle monitor went through the... The fence. The fence, and that was outside the perimeter because it's a very, like specific <laughs> perimeter um mm-hmm. and the they like the fbi got called in and he was like come on i'm three days out like why would i risk right. it like right. why would i risk anything like i'm three days away mm-hmm. from being free which completely yeah. understandable and then i was like all right like that's like high key selfish of them yeah they risked they, a lot for Scott, which is why he kept bringing it up of like, guys, I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hope can turn into a tiny little thing. She could have just literally been flying by his ear and been like, hey, can you tell us this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can you explain more about that dream? 
I'm going to mm-hmm. leave soon, but I know that you're in a tough spot. Like, why <laughs> does she have to drug him? That was, honestly, that was, you know, gross disregard for Scott and his interests. Yeah. Because he, they were like, it's fine, it's going to be fine. But, like, if it wasn't at any point in time, was not going to be fine, he would have lost a I don't want to say visitation rights with his daughter, but like no, he would. But he would have probably gone back to jail. He would have gone back to jail, which is in in ways losing. He, Cassie. He was, there was a lot on the line that Hank and Pim, not Hank and Pim, Hank and Hope, just kind of like it's okay. Don't worry about yeah. it. And like excuse yeah. you. Yeah, and that was like the thing. Like, and there was that moment where. You know, like, he told Louise where they were set up because they created a business together, which I still don't Mm. know what it is. Like, it was a security business, I guess? I think they're supposed to be, like, cyber tech. Well, I think they were just, like... Wait, JK. I think they were literally, like, hey, hire ex-cons who literally used to do heists to see if your security is up to par. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Like, that kind of thing? X-con. I liked that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so they, like, made the new business, and they're trying to, like, get a really big client, and, because, like, we're gonna run out of money soon, and go out of business, and so, like, that's completely understandable, like, sorry that this one, this guy that you enlisted has, like, a life Mm -hmm. outside of saving your wife slash mom, like... He's trying to make a life. He's trying to make a living. Yeah, he's just trying to make a life for himself. And they're they're so rude about it. And, like, the fact that Louise, like, Louise got truth serumed. Like, who anticipated yeah. that? <laughs> no one anticipates that. And they get so mad at him. They're like, just leave. <laughs> truth serum is also one of those things that you're never, like, it doesn't exist. But So whenever it comes out in movies, I'm like, this can't be real. Like, I will buy anything in the MCU. And then truth serum comes out. And I'm just like, since when... Was this a factor? Anyways, well, I'm always I'm really, sure... really entertained when Truth Serum is introduced. Well, I'm pretty sure Truth Serum, like, what we think of Truth Serum, like, what was shown in this movie is not true. Like, it's not real. Right. But isn't it, like, a thing that there are, like, there is, like, some sort of substance? And it just, like, lowers your inhibitions. It's not, like... That's what I was thinking. It doesn't get you drunk like alcohol. Like, you can still Mm -hmm. lie on it. It's just, like, harder to lie. Yeah, there's no, like, there isn't any, obviously, real, either in our world or the MCU, like, chemical that compels you to tell the truth. But it is the whole, it is the same thing. I mean, if vibranium exists, like, maybe. That's true. Truth serum is also real. Like, I'm not gonna gonna negate that. This is a comic book movie, like. Right. Also, I'm pretty sure the writers. People literally shrink. (laughs) <laughs> I know for some reason me for me truth serum is where I draw the, the the suspension of disbelief line but I'm also pretty sure that the writers just wanted another reason for Louise to just like go off and they're like yeah I got it I got I it did like, I did like when the Baba Yaga guy was like <laughs> oh when you or like the no it wasn't him it was the other one who was like oh he's like a jukebox if you put a diamond you get like the whole song yep because <laughs> the the, my thing, one of my favorite things about Ant Man, one of the reasons his whole franchise, the reason I get so excited, is because it does wholesome, genuine humor better than like the, we've got the jock humor of the Guardians, and then we've got the like the whip smart humor of like Iron Man, and then Rag- ended up being Ragnarok. But this one's just like family friendly funny, you know. And I was that's why I enjoyed it because um, 
the the scene where where he just, Louise gets true serumed is they're all they're like held hostage. They're on the ground, and you see. And it's like it's kind of a tense situation but as Louise is going and the villain is getting really impatient and you just see the other guys who are just like yep they're like they're like tied up and they're like yep this is this you just gotta go he's just gonna go yeah and like in another movie it that would be the moment where the like southern guy would just like pull out a gun and be like you better tell me where they are right now mm-hmm. you know like that's that mm-hmm. kind of situation normally i mean again i don't think it's a bad movie like i think it's a good like a to z does what it sets out to do movie like there's nothing Mm -hmm. strictly speaking wrong with the plot or wrong with the characterizations i just think personally like at like I guess on the heels of, like, Infinity War and Black Panther, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, they were these grand, big, like, huge movies, and you get to this one, and it's, like, oh, I guess, like, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing in any way, but it's just, like, one of those ones where, you know, it's, like, set in reality again, and you're, like, oh, right, 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 like, this is, like, real people. Mm -hmm. Um... Which is not always what you want out of a comic book movie, but also at the mm-hmm. same time, like, sometimes you need it. Like, I don't know, I just guess personally I wasn't very, like, invested. I don't think the stakes were that high either. Mm-hmm. Because even, like, the two villains who, of the film, who have killed and would kill again, it wasn't like you felt like they were under any threat in this one, you know? Like, you Mm -hmm. were like, clearly they can fight this person. That makes sense. And also, you knew, there was never any doubt that they were going to get Michelle Pfeiffer back. Honestly. Yeah. So this, I see what you mean. Yeah, the stakes did not feel high. And I would, I describe this movie as like, puzzle piece. It's very just like, you have to place it in to complete the picture. There was Infinity War, they had to place this one to get to Endgame. Which is why is just like, I don't say obligatory, but it it felt very expected, very settled. If you wanted to like before, it's it's so easy to not watch this before Endgame. Honestly, um, really though. But yeah, like it's the only part that's like really necessary to the greater plot is the the like after credit scene. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who skipped Ant Man and the Wasp found the after credit scene and then went into Endgame with no issues, and that's totally possible. But even if you didn't watch that after credit scene, I feel like Marvel movies always just, like, mm-hmm. mention things, you know? Yeah. They fill you in just enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, like, a very forgettable movie in that sense, where it's just, like, mm-hmm. the stakes aren't high, they do everything that they set out to do, like, not that I'm super into, like, there has to be... There doesn't have to be a twist at every turn, you know? Like, right. it doesn't have yeah. to be like that. But, you know, like, sometimes, you know, throw something in that might surprise me. Like, mm-hmm. if the stakes weren't even that high. Like, we could have gotten some sort of, like, chase where Scott was, like, literally riding an ant next to uh, <laughs> Randall Park's car. Like, yeah, and being like, oh, right. no, like, he's going to beat me. And, like, the mm-hmm. only time that you're, like, mm, maybe they won't make it is when, like, Cassie finds the giant ant in the bathtub. And you're, like, <laughs> oh, no. But then at the same time, you're, like, ugh, like, by the time he gets up there, Scott's going to be there. Like, you just know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like yeah, no, yeah. none of the stakes were high. There was never a moment of like tension or anything. Mm-hmm. And like as much as it's a lighthearted movie, yeah, it's also a comic book movie and there's action sequences and stuff like that. Like you do have to have tension in between the actual comedy. Yeah, for sure. And also I the other reasons I like the Ant-Man franchise is the uh, the special effects of the shrinking and the growing. Those, those yeah. are fun. Those are fun fight scenes. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, was this the one where there was a giant Pez dispenser getting hurled yes. down San Francisco yes. streets? Yes. I appreciate that. But um, the... I did I like just, the different ways that they did it, too. And I like the little, mm-hmm. like, container of, like, Hot Wheels cars. <laughs> yeah. You're like, those are Hot Wheels. Like, that was someone's, it was in someone's budget to just go to a Hot Wheels and be like, yep, those cars. These ones, these ones. Yep. Like, they <laughs> could have like, probably what? raided my nephew's toy box. Like, truly, they just went to Target, found a pack, and they're like, here we go. Yeah. Um, so, like, Ant Man is fun. And I think that's just the best way to describe the franchise is it's fun. Or as I call it, family friendly yeah. Deadpool. I don't know if I would compare it to Deadpool. Just I don't want to say like his humor style, but like you mean like in like how fun he is. And yeah, and how fun it is, and how like it makes it makes Ant Man makes fun of itself more than most of the, if any of the others. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not counting Ragnarok. Ragnarok doesn't count because it's special. But it makes fun of <laughs> itself more than the other franchises do. At least until we got up to the, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, where the MCU was just doing nothing but making fun of itself. But yeah, so I just, yeah, I I, st- I could just call it family friendly Deadpool. Also, I uh, I said the wrong release date, so they had the world premiere June twenty fifth. It came out July twenty sixth in theaters. July. Mm hmm. July July sixth sixth. That was a month difference. Oh, I guess yeah, between the premiere and. Uh, release that's so weird or at least the u.s release because you know some places get it sooner so maybe it was out in europe i know but a month it's usually like a couple of days yeah that is a long maybe a week did they just not have a lot of faith in this one i mean i guess they didn't care about spoilers for this one truly yeah this one was okay it's like not again it's not like there's anything in this movie like i probably you could have told me nothing about this movie and would have been like, oh, at the end, like, Michelle Pfeiffer shows up, and that's Hope's mom. And I'd been like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. And then I would have gone into the movie and been like, right, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, it, like, it wouldn't have taken anything away from the movie just because it's, like, so easy to guess. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And, like, I'm not, I'm not someone who's against, like being able to track a film like you're able to track <laughs> what is happening in the film you know because mm-hmm. i think like twists for the sake of twists are stupid mm-hmm. like because half of the time it's like a writer being like shock ah, oh, what if that mm-hmm. happened m night Shyamalan like, plot twist although early on they did make sense mm. like an m night Shyamalan plot twist like sixth sense that makes sense like Mm. Like, all of that tracks. Right, right. Because, quite frankly, I never watched that movie until, like... And then, like, I was like, I feel like I should watch this movie, but I know that the plot twist is that he's dead, and, like, I see dead people, and whatever. <laughs> um, So, I, like, when I was watching it for the first time ever, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I can see how, like, he thinks he's alive, but, like, also... 
you can tell he's dead. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. It's just, it's just like, you know, like that's the kind of plot twist that is fun because right. you're like, oh, like I can see where it was going. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch it again, you're like, oh wow, like, like the first time I never noticed that, and the second time you're like, oh my god, I can see everything. I can see where it mm-hmm. was going. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. a good plot twist because you're like, oh whoa, but ones where it's like. You know, I'm just going to say it. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry. I'm going to spoil the last season. I'm just going to say it. If you just throw out out of left field, Bran Stark should be the king of Westeros. What? Like, those are the kinds of... Those are just like, oh, like, the writers were just like, who's like the least likely king (laughs) or the least likely queen? Who would be the least likely person to be able to like rule right. and they were like bram like, <laughs> great idea yeah like that's just like an example yeah of, of a bad plot twist for the sake yeah. of plot twist exactly and like i don't expect that out of ant-man really like it is supposed Truly. to be like a fun cool mm-hmm. thing but i don't know like wouldn't it have been a plot twist if like Janet came out like a like a goddess or something. <laughs> yeah, she I don't know. Like came out pretty spent, normal. She spent like thirty years in the quantum zone. She couldn't have come out with mm-hmm. more than just being able to like put <laughs> or like give the yeah. ghost girl more mass. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I just expected. I do more. want to talk about Ghost a bit. She was an interesting character yeah, because I thought she was an interesting villain. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends pointed out is how she was not like the symbol, but her her real struggle is it wasn't that she was just like violent and doing these things. It was that she was dealing with chronic pain and she wanted it to end. Like it wasn't it was cool. Definitely... These weren't superpowers that she could phase through things. She was in pain. She was instable, and that was what. Um, her and I can't remember the guy's name who's taking care of her. Lawrence Fishburne, though, is the uh, actor. Yeah, Bill Foster. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Bill Foster, and he who's like her pseudo dad, basically. Yeah, and I remember at one point she was just she because she just was so driven, just like I want this to end. She was like, "What? Why are we doing this? Why are we going after them when his his uh, like Ant Man's daughter is right there?" And Lawrence Fishburne is like, "No, we're we're leaving the kids out of it." And honestly, I thought yeah. the plot twist was that she was going to, like, not listen to him and then go after go after the girl. And then when she didn't, I was just like, oh, respect. Yeah. You still, like, I liked that she still had redeeming qualities. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, so I get that. But also, I guess they already did that in the first one. Because they did, like, he did go out, the yellow jacket went after the daughter in the first one, and it's, like, also cliche mm-hmm. to, like, constantly go after the kid and whatever. Mm-hmm. What what I was thinking about with um with Ghost was, like, what what's the character's actual name? Ava. She has Ava, yes. Um, Baba Yaga. <laughs> uh, the, the thing with Ava for me was that when I was watching her, I was, like, oh, so this is, like, if if someone who didn't understand chronic pain watched this movie, they'd be like, oh, oh, 
you know because Mm. there are lots of people who deal with chronic pain every day Mm -hmm. and like they take medicine to deal with it but half of the time it's like oh well like without the medicine I'm at a 10 and with the medicine I'm at like a 7 but that's still better than if I'm at a 10 right like and like I think that this movie would be a good way to be like look that's what it's like to live with chronic pain no Mm -hmm. I'm not murderous but the reason that (laughs) she's a murderer is because S.H.I.E.L.D. was like hmm Mm -hmm. we can use this which is like they weaponized her a really bad thing to do to a child but Mm -hmm. you know as we have learned over the past uh, 10 years S.H.I.E.L.D. is not the best organization (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was the better of two evils but still not the best but yeah, I thought that it was, that like aspect of it was pretty interesting. Um, and I guess I almost do wish that she. I know that I just said that, but I almost do wish that she did kid kidnap Cassie, <laughs> or like something. Like again, like the stakes were not high in this one. I'm trying to remember what happened to Lawrence Fishburne's character at the end because he once he almost crosses a moral line, but he doesn't, and then he gets. He gets to he goes on the run. Him and Ava well, he, go on the, the run. Last, the last thing we see of them is that like they're running somewhere and it's like Bill and Ava and he's like she says like go, go without me, like I'm a murderer, you're not, like you've never hurt mm. people and he's like, I'm not leaving you and then they have like a hug and then they go, like camera oh, okay. pan somewhere else um and then right. in the after credit scene there what he like scott is collecting some like particles whatever to heal Ava <laughs> fully yeah because i guess like sense. well i guess it's not a permanent thing that what she did to her i assume like, what janet did to her wasn't permanent i guess and that's why he had to go back and collect more yeah i assumed that if she were to fully heal Ava, it would be all of her quantum mass. So then she was only able to give her enough that she that they were both sustainable. Like she would keep living, and then she would be steady for a little bit. Yeah. Or like, what if I know? I'm going back to this. Like, what if Janet came out as like a time traveler or something like that? Like, kind of right. She should come out with something. The fact that she just came like popped out as a normal human being after 30 years in the quantum realm that doesn't seem also. How did she age? Like. Uh, on the Wikipedia, um, under Michelle Pfeiffer's listing, it said that like the writers didn't want to deal with De-aging the aging, aging thing because the whole point is she's going to have this like beautiful reunion with her husband, and if she didn't age, they were not going to deal with that. So they're just like she aged. Everything's okay. I mean, like no, like I totally understand why they wouldn't want like a twenty-five-year-old popping out. Like, and being like, oh, my husband, you know, like, I completely right? understand why, like, the visuals there is not something that they wanted to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But, like. Yeah, she, she technically shouldn't have. Isn't the quantum zone, like, they literally say in this movie, like, time is different there. Like, mm-hmm. don't spend too long there. You'll get, like, really messed up. Like. Yeah. Also, how did she stay sane? Like, maybe, like. Yeah. It's. I almost wish that she came back a little bit earlier in the film, like maybe mm-hmm. maybe like they brought her back like halfway through, and then right. the second half of the movie is them realizing, 
oh no she crazy yeah like she shouldn't there needs to be more side effects they yeah. shouldn't have she shouldn't have been able to just pop out of the quantum realm after 30 years like, totally fine without any sort of like powers molecular nonsense mental instability because like they keep like, establishing that the quantum the realm is going to mess with you yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want. Her, I don't want her like in this scenario. Scenario, I don't want her to be like so crazy. She becomes the villain like that. Yeah. Because I I hate that trope too, where it's like, yeah. oh, they're insane. Like you can only yeah. do it so many times and well. Like the Joker, mm-hmm. I feel like is the only time I'm like cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then every other time I'm like great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like with this, like she could have like come out kind of a little mentally unstable, and you're like ooh, like, that's interesting. Like, how do they deal yeah. with this person? Like, I would have liked to see more of them dealing with, like, oh, she just spent, like, 20-plus years in the quantum zone. Like, what did mm-hmm. that do to her? And, like, yeah, what, what like, that relationship is, like, between the yeah. three of them, because they've all, like, lived separately from each other in one right. way or the other. So, like, what is that reunion like? Past just, like, oh, Mom, you're here. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, Janet, you're here. And then, like, let's save the girl. And then, done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bare, bare minimum, PTSD. Like, she needs to be very, very confused. I I mean, that's not, that isn't what PTSD is. But, like, she should also, aside from that, she should also be very confused about, like, she's missed 30 years worth of developing technology and history and things like that. So it's just, just all of it is... She shouldn't be that fine, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's, just, like, a lot happening where you're like, hmm, I don't know how this works. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, lost over a lot of it. Yeah, like, a lo- I guess, like, again, like, it's not meant to be, like, Ant-Man is not meant to be this, like, heavy doom and gloom. Right. Movie, like, it's not. That's what Captain it- America is for. Yeah. <laughs> Even that's also what Iron Man is for. It's what Thor is mm-hmm. for. Like mm-hmm. all like Guardians of the Galaxy isn't super, but like again, Guardians of the Galaxy is not a doom and gloom movie. Right. But the stakes are still there. You're like, oh, stakes mm-hmm. are high. Like someone, yes. someone dies in those movies. Like, mm-hmm. like you don't. I guess you don't really want a casualty count in in Ant Man, but like. I don't know, I guess, I guess I wish, like, I actually felt like Hank might have died on that journey, you know? Right, yeah, or at least, like, yeah, you don't want people to die in Ant-Man, because that's not, that. yeah, that's not what they've set up, but you do want... There could have been some sort of emotional payoff. Like, sad effects, because even the whole thing of, like, again, with uh, the wife of, like, She's not going to be the same person coming out that she went in. And just dealing even with that emotional sadness, like realizing that the family is going to have to deal with this emotional... Um, trauma. Yeah, emotional trauma. That's that's something. She's alive and well and everything's fine. But there's still like just like a hint of reality of sadness in there would have made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know, like if Janet said something that kind of clued us into being like, oh... Like, like something like the something was off with her, and yeah. I like wish that something got clued in there, you know. And I guess the big like 
oh, shock, ah, oh, twist of this movie is like, oh, Lawrence Fishburne is like working with Ghost. And you're like, okay. Yeah. But even that was, I would say it was justified. Even that was justified. We it got an like, explanation for that that was morally okay. Yeah. It also, like, I, not to make this about Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> but it kind of reminded me of uh, the second Iron Man movie where, what's his face? Whiplash came out of the woodwork oh, yeah. because, like, his dad was uh, fired by Tony, or Tony's dad. Right, right, like, right, it right. Like, it was like a parental drama yeah, that yeah, carried yeah. on to the children, and it almost like that <laughs> same thing was happening here. Except yeah, yeah. half of the parents were still alive from yeah. that situation. <laughs> um, so there is that. But, you know, it's like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, like, it just, like, makes you rethink. It also it kind of made me rethink, like, Iron Man 2, where I was like, you know, there are two sides of the story. It's like, that guy, like, whatever star or whatever his name was, mm-hmm. um, Ghost Dad, like, thought that he was the wronged one, and Hank was like, no, he stole my work. Like, <laughs> he wasn't the wrong one. But, like, yeah. you're also like, I don't know, like, both of you are unreliable narrators. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need biased like a, parties yeah I need like an unbiased person but like I guess no one is completely unbiased and I would never get yeah. that <laughs> true part of that story um mm-hmm. yeah yeah I also I thought the cause again I read it on Wikipedia five minutes ago that like one of the reasons Paul Rudd even signed on to the MCU other than who knows how much money he just made from this but he liked Ant-Man in particular because of the way the franchise plays and shows different parental relationships of like obviously scott lang is great dad capital g capital d and then we've got like the weird parental relationship between hope and her dad and then now we have like this one also played a little bit with like um ghost and uh lawrence fishburne i can't remember their names bill and just like all the different parental relationships and how they played out and just like the things you would do for your loved one and things you would do for a kid because like yeah and I was like, okay, I'll give Ant-Man that. Can we talk about how amazing the, like, stepdad and ex-wife are? Yeah, we can, because that is great. Cassie is growing up in a relatively very good environment, you know? Like, because everyone yeah. expects the stepdad to be, like, this awful person. Constant and like, jealous. He's- yeah, he's not the he's not best for Cassie. Dad's best for Cassie, and like both are equally great parents to have in her life, like in when, different ways. When they come in and the FBI FBI are like raiding the house the first time, and the ex wife is like, I don't know her name. Why don't I know her name? I don't think they say it at all in this movie. That's probably fair. I don't. Um, I don't think they say that the stepdad's name either though so i it's like on it's both of them Mm -hmm. um but like the fact that they come in and she's like what are you guys doing this has to be a violation and like (laughs) the stepdad quietly is like it's not like (laughs) you can't do this you can judy is the wife bobby is the stepdad yeah it's like you can't do this they can actually um (laughs) and like she's so like she's like scott's biggest defender and like so is Mm -hmm. bobby Like, Bobby's, like, totally, for a cop, he's totally comfortable, like, leaving his stepdaughter for the weekend with, like, the house arrested, like, father. Technically, like, 
world-class criminal because the Civil War tie-in and stuff like that. But yeah. even before that, he was an ex-con, like... Mm-hmm. And, like, you did see the tensions there a little bit in the first one, but you could also still tell that, like, Bobby just was, like, not threatened. Yeah, which was nice. Yeah, so often you see these dynamics where, like, the stepdad or, like, the new boyfriend or the whatever mm-hmm. is, like, threatened by the ex, and it's like, no, no, mm-hmm. please stop. Yeah. yeah, so it's a weird, non-traditional family that Cassie's growing into, but at least they're all, like... So it's supportive a, of each other. There's They're supportive and it's stable, so, like, it's gonna be fine. Or, like, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. I just love mm-hmm. it. And I love that every time they came... I love that stupid phone call that was, like... Where where her where's where are her shoes her like soccer cleats oh yeah and Judy's like oh Scott can you just like walk around the house and I can like see if they're there and he's like no I can't like I'm sick and then they're like okay. yeah and then like all three of them are in the camera like feel better <laughs> and like any time a hug happened it was like a group hug like right I just love that was, like that was such it was a good really like. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's just so sweet. The other thing that I really liked, and it's this is not a tie-in at all, but when um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character is, like, possessing Janet. Paul Rudd. Janet, thank you. When Janet is, yes. like, possessing Scott. I love Paul Rudd so much. He played that so well. It was so genuine and so funny. And because, like, that was another moment when the stakes were, like, kind of high because Janet is trying to explain the science of her situation through Scott Lang's body and it's just but also that she's not because she's just like being very like I'm just gonna fix this and also follow my voice mm-hmm. it was just it was so good that whole that whole scene was just really well done really well acted and it's that was one of the mm-hmm. highlights of the movie for me <laughs> I did like the, the moment where um like it switches back from Janet to Scott and he's like oh I'm sorry guys I got nothing and then he like holds up his hand that's interlaced with Hanks and is like what? <laughs> like his face is just like, yeah. what is happening here? And like, I can't even imagine how weird that must have been for Hope in the background, right. like being like, my sort of boyfriend is flirting with my dad. Right. Like the visual <laughs> there is hard. Right. Right. Because they also have that emotional moment of when they're like, mom, <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. It's just that whole scene yeah. was. It was very good, and it's that it's kind of stuff funny. that carries. The Ant-Man franchise alone versus, like, yeah. the whole rest of the plot. Yeah. I do, Okay. There was this one moment in the movie where, like, uh, 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 Scott says something to Cassie where it's like, oh, like, hope reminds me of you. And I was like, isn't that weird making comparisons with your love interest and your child? Yeah, like, it's one of those things where, like, I see what he's trying to say, but it's also weird. Like, I get, like, there's no meaning, like, there's no, like, it's not like he's, like, it's not weird. Like, it's not a gross thing that's happening there. It's just, like, me being, like, do you want to, like, see your daughter in your girlfriend? Right. But it would have been different if he was just, like, I hope you could be, like, she could be a role model for you. But, like, the phrasing, the phrasing of it is weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like mm-hmm. she reminds me of you because that just makes me think of like I don't know like she acts a certain way and it's like hmm that's like Cassie and it's like what right it just like it kind of gives the Trump Ivanka vibes the way Blah. they wrote it Blah. right Blah. yeah sorry 
I have that visceral response every time he's brought up. That's fair. So other my things students, that my students bring him up sometimes, and that's my <gasps> response, and then they laugh. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, so one thing I was reading on the Wikipedia because I'm just gonna bring it up again is Evangeline Lilly requested um, she wanted her fight sequences to be less like the fight style for her to be less Muay Thai and MMA style because she wanted to see like that was that was very masculine and she wanted to learn a different fighting style that had like more of an elegance and grace to her so that way she could do both if that makes sense so like fighting doesn't always have to be immediately masculine and i was like well that's that's like there's a fascinating there's a a brazilian style of dance that um was created to it was created by slaves and it looks no it's a it's it's a type of fighting and it looks like Mm -hmm. dance Mm -hmm. but actually it's got like and it's a really hard style to master because it's got right. a lot of jumps and like crazy moves and it's supposed to look mm-hmm. like dancing because when the slaves are practicing it looked like they were just dancing and right. which in reality they were training to fight their masters. Yeah. Yeah. So st- styles like that is I think what she was going for more mm-hmm. with this movie and now I don't know I kind of want to do a rewatch and see what's more apparent and I was just like oh that's interesting. It kind of is. I... Like you can kind of tell that she's not as like like forward aggressive towards Squaring it. up, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I actually went to a Muay Thai class yesterday. How'd it go? Went pretty well. Remember, nice. I did Taekwondo, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, <laughs> in Muay Thai, it's very annoying. Um, you have to like move, when you kick, like you have to like parallel your arm with your leg. Oh. And yeah. In Taekwondo, I was taught to literally never drop your arms from your face. Like, always protect your face. So yeah, every yeah, time yeah. I kicked, the the teacher would be like, hand, hand, yep. hand. Because my hand wouldn't go down. And I was like, ugh. Like, every time I was like, ugh. Yeah. Nice. It was interesting. I plan on going back. Oh, cool. Uh, I thought that was an interesting note for Evangel- Evangeline Lilly to particularly ask for and to get, um, not accommodated, but, like, they, they listened to her and just like, okay, well, we'll do I that. Mean, I mean, I doubt like, it's okay. hard to accommodate. Cool. They have, like, a crazy stunt team at Marvel. Right? Truly. But it is nice to be, like, she asked for that, and they're not going to be like, what are you talking about? Just, just fight in the way you always have. Because yeah. she's learned, you know, ba- basics of both. Um... Also, want to uh, hear something? When she was on like mm. her press tour, people were asking her about like the costume, and she was talking about how like she was like, "I don't understand what all of these boys have been complaining about. It's really <laughs> not that uncomfortable." And like she's basically just That's like amazing. talking to the interviewer about this, and was like, "Do you see what I wear every day?" And like lifted her foot into <gasps> the screen and was like, "Do oh, you yeah, see that. these heels?" <laughs> like this is what women have to deal with on the daily like yeah ha. like she basically was like women have to wear uncomfortable things all the time these suits are not that uncomfortable these men are just complaining about nothing right and I loved it <laughs> good she she's such a good addition to the MCU her, her as a person and her yeah. as a character and yeah. again just I don't know this should have been the first Ant-Man movie 
I also did like the ribbing that was happening where, like, Scott would be like, you know, like, me and Cap. And she was like, Cap, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that because I just think it's so funny, like, where she's like, well, if I was there, like, you wouldn't have ever gotten caught, like. Right. I really liked true. their their Civil War tie-ins because it was interesting. And it's kind of the whole reason. It, it, no, it's kind of. It is the whole reason Scott's on house arrest and stuff like that. And I wish. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they couldn't make this whole thing about Civil War, but I'm glad that they mentioned it the ways they did of just like, I think that why what didn't we got you call was me? perfect. Yeah. Like, I think what we got was perfect. Like, yeah. of it. Like, they didn't... It wasn't overbearing, or it was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. yes, we understand. And, like, they were moving on with, like, the actual plot. But it still got mm-hmm. brought up, a, like, a good amount, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I liked I liked the direction they went in for that. Yeah, for sure. And also, I liked the aftermath of it, which was real of, like, Scott's a criminal. criminal. He... Mm-hmm. It cost him his relationships with Hank and... Um, Hope. Hope. I keep wanting to call her Pim. Anyways. And so, yeah, it was good. I appreciated that. Um, overall, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. I don't either. I just, I enjoy it. Because it's, yeah, it's good. And the actors do a good job. But of the MCU, it's not, it's not strong. Like, I think it's like a fun movie. Like, it's like yeah. probably one of those movies that you can put on and everyone will be like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are no strong opinions. Like, it's not like people are like team anyone in this movie. Like, yeah, like watching Captain America movies is like sometimes like Tony Stark people will be like, can't we just watch Iron Man or something? And like, you know, <laughs> vice versa. Like you're watching yeah. Iron Man and the Cap fans are like, can't we watch Captain America? And you're like, <laughs> well, our only compromise is Age of Ultron, Avengers, and Civil War. What do you want? <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Um. But, like, Ant-Man is very much, like, it's Ant-Man. Like, he's a good time. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you can put it on with our friends. You can put it on when we're babysitting. You can watch it with your parents. It's just, it's family-friendly. Yeah. Easy. I mean, I literally was doing laundry while I was watching it today. I wasn't really paying attention. And it was my (laughs) second time watching it, so. I mean, I was paying attention enough to, like, (laughs) follow what was happening. But, like, I wasn't, It doesn't devote all of your attention. It doesn't need to either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's like one thing about it. But yeah. Yeah. I say watch it, but like also don't mm-hmm. feel the need to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um next week is Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Season two. Season two. And I'm staying, guys, like it's not that bad. I'm I'm looking forward to our episode. Um I've had some other things I need to do, so I haven't started it yet. But I'm probably going to start it today. Well, I'm not probably. I need to start it today. Again, only 10 episodes. Goes by pretty quick. Mm-hmm. There are definitely, like, issues with it. But, like, I think most of the issues are, like, front-loaded. And then you're like, okay, fine. Nice. Okay. I can deal with that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't lie to you, girl. <laughs> I trust you. But, so next week's Iron Fist, uh, season two. We're back to, like, our normal schedule. And we mm-hmm. are super catching up soon yeah i can't have can't believe that in in three weeks roughly if not exactly is spider-man far from home yeah and that's gonna be like pretty close to live for us yeah that's nuts (laughs) yeah um and we're still thinking about like what our post 
new mm-hmm. MCU content podcasts will look like. So if you if there yeah, if there are any of you out there listening and you like us and you like hearing us talk, tweet <laughs> us anything that you want us to talk about that is fan related. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. niche fan things that you think we might have seen maybe i don't know like popular yeah. fan opinions specific things that we've said before that you want us to expand upon i don't yeah. know just we should do know. a little bonus episode of we rank we sit down and rank our mcu faves yours and mine yeah yeah i say we should do we that can do that at we can do that after um we're caught up yeah all right and uh With that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. You can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And you can shoot us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, our website. Please leave us reviews and five star us on iTunes. Do whatever you do on Stitcher. I don't really know what to do there, but we're on there. And on Spotify, please follow us and like download and listen because that's what Spotify does. Yeah, please, please download and listen to us. Uh, yes. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing internationally. Bye.